Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. If you had to give $200 million guaranteed to one of these quarterbacks, Burrow, Lamar, Herbert, or Jalen Hurts, who's getting it? 888 say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lines are open right now. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. You are welcome. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, the Jalen Hurts deal, you were on this yesterday. Uh, frankly, as you look I hated at- the deal. Let me just say it that way. I hated the deal. I'm happy for Jalen Hurts. I'm happy for Nicole Lynn of Clutch Sports. I think it's great that they were able to set a deal or consummate a deal that made Jalen Hurts the highest paid player in terms of average annual value in NFL history. And I'm happy for Jalen Hurts because it's been a long road to get to this point where you're not looking over your shoulder on whether or not the program that you're with feels like you're the guy for them uh, moving forward for the foreseeable future. I'm happy for him for that. But this contract in no way, shape, or form is viewed as a contract in which Jalen Hurts, quote-unquote, broke the bank. Because what he did was essentially fall in line with what NFL owners have been doling out over the past couple of years. And when you look at some of the more recent contracts done, Russell Wilson's deal, Daniel Jones's deal, through the first two years, Based on the cap hits that were floated by Adam Schefter and others, Jalen Hurts is going to get $64 million, which is good for him, for a guy that's only made $4.5 bucks through three years. Russell Wilson gets more than that in his first two years. And Russell Wilson is no longer in his prime. Jalen Hurts is just entering into his prime. Through the first three years, Jalen Hurts is going to get $106 million in cash, approximately. That's less than what Daniel Jones is going to get through the first three years of his brand-new contract with the New York Giants. Jalen Hurts a better quarterback than Daniel Jones? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. So, to me, that's the part that doesn't fit. It's light in terms of the cash flow in the first three years. It's light when you look at the signing bonus. Think about this. Kyler Murray did his deal a year ago with the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray had a bigger signing bonus and more money in the practical guarantee than Jalen Hurts did when he did this deal yesterday. How how can you view that as a win, big fella? I just can't. The numbers may look good, but when you look at the cash flow, when you look at the deals that have been done prior, it's it's just not in line for a guy that finished runner-up in the MVP and took his team to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I, I that's the part that I I just can't help but be critical uh, of when it comes to Jalen Hurts in the timing of this deal. Chris, I'll take it a step further. I think Nicole Lynn didn't do any favors for her client, and I think that ultimately, if I'm somebody that is evaluating where I'm going to go, I'm going to look at that and say, well, this was kind of a mistake. 
It's great that they got this deal done, and it's yes. great for the Eagles. It's great for Jalen. I get all that. Yeah. But in the grand scheme, people down the line are going to be looking at this deal, and they're going to be saying, why did you take that deal? Yeah. That, that's and, not a good deal. In the same way we're looking at Pat Mahomes asking, why did you sign a 10-year deal for that kind of money? Well, you know that deal's getting torn up in the next year. It better. But why would you give that kind of leverage to the franchise, big fella? I guess that's my whole point. Well, like everybody understands the closer you get to true free agency, the closer you get to realizing your true value in the marketplace. Well, but this is my problem. This feels like a, a, a couple of days later you're going to look at this and say, why did we do this now? Why did we do this so early? And why did we do it to a point where Howie Roseman is getting all of the accolades for making this deal? Because well, it is incredibly, it's ridiculous. You laid out what the cap looks like over the next few years. I mean, listen, it'll help for Jalen Hurts to win, and I get he can make some other money somewhere else. You don't find yourself in this position very often. You just don't. And he may in his prime again, Chris, and he may get $200 million again, but with the kind of quarterback he is, I think we would both, even though we've been defending Lamar Jackson on this, no. I think we would both agree it does become a little bit trickier later on to make sure you're going to get that same kind of money. Yeah, Jalen Hurts hasn't played a full season as a starting quarterback. Like, let's just call it what it is. He has not played a full season. He missed a few games in 2021. He missed a few games this past year with the shoulder injury. So you do have some concern about injury and his ability to be able to sustain this level of play over the long term, which is why if you're his representation, if you're in Jalen Hurts' camp, you wait until Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow do their deals this offseason. This is what I didn't understand. Th those franchises have already initiated negotiations with those two quarterbacks. You let them go first because those guys are, are further behind you in terms of getting a true free agency. Remember, they were first-round picks, so they have not only the fourth year of their rookie deal, but the fifth-year option. Jalen Hurts, because he was a second-round pick, doesn't have to worry about a fifth-year option. So technically, he's a year closer to free agency. And like I said before, the closer to free agency you get, the more leverage as a player you have in negotiations. So why not let Herbert and Burrow set the marketplace and then you try to usurp what they've done? I, I don't understand that logic. The only thing that would make sense to me in this situation, big fella, is that the Philadelphia Eagles put a deadline on it. They put a date on it. If you want money this offseason, you better do it before the NFL draft. We got two first-round draft picks, one being in the top ten. We'll, we'll leverage that into a better, into another quarterback situation if you don't take this record-setting contract, and I wow. put that in air quotes, that we're offering you now. Now, I'm not saying that the Philadelphia Eagles would have replaced Jalen Hurts in next week's draft or they would have traded multiple first-round picks for Lamar Jackson. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this was a factor in terms of creating leverage in a negotiation where they seemingly had none. That's well, what the point that I'm trying to make. What you're saying is, in, and we don't know that this happened, but in theory, if that's what they're saying, Chris, it's a threat. It's a threat. If you don't take this money, well, we can't be held responsible for what we're going to do with these draft picks, to which I would say, go ahead. That's what you're going to draft saying. a quarterback? <laughs> You're going to draft a quarterback after what I just did? Who do you think is going to be on my side? Every single person in the city of Philadelphia would have been on the side of Jalen Hurts calling Howie Roseman an idiot for drafting a quarterback. So that was never going to happen. 
even if they threaten it. And at that case, you're setting a deadline? No, 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 no. You're not setting a deadline. We'll, we'll work around this this offseason and see where we get. Because if they're if that's the way they're going to operate with me, after last offseason you went to try to get Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, both of whom, by the way, I mean, at least Watson missed 11 games and didn't play great in his remaining five, and we know mm-hmm. what happened with Wilson, yep. what a disaster that was. Yep. So you wanted to replace me last year. I took you to the Super Bowl this year, and now you want to play hardball? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's where I'm going. That, to me, is where this really got off the rails and why it just, like, I, I can't be operating on your deadlines. Don't, don't, don't tell me there's a deadline. Let the other two guys go first. We're going to operate from there. Yeah, we had Dan Graziano on the show earlier, and he mentioned that Jalen Hurts' camp wanted to get it done before the start of the offseason program so that this wasn't something that's hanging over him. To that, I would say, are you really worried about it that much in the offseason program? Are, are you worried about it in, in workouts and OTAs? I guess anything could happen, and you don't want to take any more risk than you have to. I get it. But I, I don't know, big fella. I'm not sitting here suggesting that Jalen Hurd should have put it on the line going into training camp uh, without a brand-new deal. But I, I just don't understand where the harm would have been in waiting until Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow do, their de- do those deals unless there was the thinly veiled threat from the organization that this needs to get wrapped up before the draft, yeah. if, if it's going to happen him, this offseason. If that thinly veiled threat came my way, go ahead. That's fine. We'll sit tight. We'll let these guys get their deals done. Then maybe we'll talk. And if we don't, well, if you don't feel like talking then, yeah, maybe I don't feel like coming to camp then. And who do you think they're going to blame? But here's the thing, big fella. Think about this. When he signed his contract, his total guarantee was $110 million. It was only $7 million more than what Kyler Murray got a year ago. Kyler Murray ain't ain't won a playoff game. He He hasn't won a a playoff game. He's only been to the playoffs once. Jalen Hurts went to playoffs back-to-back seasons and took his team to the Super Bowl and was runner-up for MVP. And you only got seven more million guaranteed on a five-year extension, which is technically a six-year deal. Come on, bruh. Help me make that make sense. The math ain't mathing to me. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV and could save you money. Visit Progressive.com. When you need to know what's going on with anything Phoenix-related, you go to The Voice. It is John Gambadoro, Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. Follow him on Twitter, at Gambo987. He has been the king of that market for a long, long time. Gambo, it's Canty and Carlin. We appreciate a few minutes, and let's just start with the Suns in Game 1. Has anybody figured out yet how Kevin Durant uh, has one shot attempt over the last six minutes in the game uh, against the Clippers? Isn't that incredible? I mean, that's incredible, right? You trade Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, four first-round picks and a pick swap to get Kevin Durant, and then you don't give him the basketball. You don't give him the ball in the last six minutes of the game. You let Chris Paul take elbow jumpers that he missed, two of them. Uh, it was mind-boggling. We don't understand it. The only thing that makes sense is, you know, Durant, Durant's new to this team. He's only, he'd only played eight games with them. They always encourage, like, like, if you're open, shoot the ball. That's why Torrey Craig had a good game. 
but it makes no sense why don't you, you don't go isolation with Kevin Durant down the stretch in that basketball game. Gambo, one of the storylines coming out of game one was the disparity in bench scoring between the Suns and the Clippers. When you looked at it, you're talking about the L.A. team being able to have 34 points off of the bench in comparison to the 10 points that the Suns were able to muster. What has to change? What has to happen in game two in order to get that second unit going more? Look, Kenny, it can change a little bit, but here's the reality. The Suns have, like, four guys making max money. Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton. They didn't have that in the past. You go back to the Milwaukee series two years ago, they didn't have that. DeAndre Ayton wasn't a max player. Book wasn't on a super max. They didn't have KD, so they were able to put more money into their bench. They used to have guys like Jay Crowder coming off the bench, Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson was coming off the bench. Jay was supposed to come off the bench this year. They had a better bench. They had a deeper bench. They were able to spend money on that bench. You know, now you get Frank Kaminsky, you had Dario Saric. You had better players. So now it's a bunch of veteran minimum guys and guys that you picked up off the scrap heap. T.J. Warren's new. Terrence Ross is new. Their bench is going to get outplayed almost every night. Now, with that being said, they have to do better. I mean, they, they, every, every guy on that team was a negative. But it's hard to have a great bench when you've got four guys making all of the money on the team and you're paying, you know, you're paying the tax. John Gambadoro, Arizona Sports, 98.7 FM, joining Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Gambo, how much heat is Monty Williams catching right now? Chris, I'm so glad you asked me that question because I think there should be a boatload of pressure on Monty. This guy was up 2-0 on Milwaukee two years ago in the NBA Finals. They lost. They had the best record in the NBA last year, and they couldn't get out of the second round. They blew a 2-0 lead to Dallas. Everybody talks about the pressure that's on Chris Paul. I get it. I mean, I get it. There is. Uh, but, man, there's got to be pressure on Monty Williams. He's got a team that should win this series. He's got a team that should win the West. Can they beat Milwaukee or Boston? Probably not, in my opinion. But they should be able to get out of the West because there's, the West isn't that good. So he's not great at adjustments. He's a good coach. He's a good culture guy. He's done wonders for the Suns organization. But he's not the best at in-game adjustments. And I think he almost panicked the other day starting Torrey Craig instead of Josh Okoge because Okoge had started all eight games with Durant, and then all of a sudden he makes a change. It didn't really work out. So I, I, I do think there's a lot of pressure on, on Monty Williams. Gambo, one of the surprises that I thought coming out of game one was not only how well Kawhi Leonard played, but how many minutes Kawhi Leonard played. You're talking about a guy that only had 57 regular season games under his belt. In this uh, in the regular uh, this year, and, and the guy played over forty one minutes. How how surprising was it to see not only how well Kawhi Leonard played, but but his ability to be able to stay on the court for so long? It's their only chance. I mean, he's got to play almost every minute. I mean, this is what these guys, the stars, play. Your bench gets shrunk in the playoffs. Look, Kenny, there's so many timeouts in a basketball game. There's so many fouls. There's so much time to rest in a game. I don't think, you know, I don't think he was exhausted at all or any of those guys really. I mean, they played hard, but um, I mean, for Kawhi, for the Clippers to win, Kawhi Leonard's got to be that guy. He's got to go get you 30, 35 points every night. He's got to be the go-to guy. Now, the difference with him is it's, he has the ball in his hands, all like Durant, right? He had the ball in his hands all the time. Mm-hmm. He's that they were in isolation. Almost every play was isolation Kawhi Leonard. He made a beautiful pass out of a triple team to Eric Gordon, for a three-point shot, he's smart. He's a good, you know, he's a high basketball IQ player. He knows what to do, but 
not surprised at all by the heavy minutes these guys are playing because that's what you have to do in the playoffs. John Gambadoro, 98.7 Sports in Arizona with Kenny and Carlin. Uh, Gambo, new ownership. Uh, he steps in. He makes the Durant trade, gives up everything, as you talked about a few minutes ago. What is the early read on how he is going to view this season if the Suns are an early exit? I, that would be a – man, that's something we're all talking about right now. What would happen if this team got beat in the first round if you put all the investment? And I believe, I believe you'll show patience. You'll, you'll give it another year. They've got a big decision to make on Chris Paul at the end of this season. He's only got half of that money guaranteed. About $15, 16000000 is guaranteed. Do you bring him back and pay him 30 million? Do you let him go? Because, Chris, you, know, that's a, you, know, you want to push the pace. You want to, you want to move the ball. And, and Chris is slow. Chris is slow. He, he, he's half-court slow. And so, you know, is Chris the best fit for this team? It'll be interesting to see. They're stuck with Kevin. You know, they, they, they got Kevin Durant. They're not stuck with him, but they've got Kevin Durant for a number of years. They got Book locked up. They got Aiton locked up. They could look to trade him, but the problem really becomes you're really tied to those four guys because of how much money you're spending on them. It's hard to go out and go get other players. Could you? People are like, oh, bring back Cam Johnson. Yeah, with what money? Like, how are you bringing back Cam Johnson? That's $20, $25 million a year. They don't have it. You're stuck with these four guys outside of a decision with Chris. So I don't think you fire Monty. I, I think you say, okay, let's run it back next year and give Kevin Durant a full season with this team. Switching gears a little bit, Gambo, and we were talking about the ownership with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, ownership with the Arizona Cardinals is coming to question by former front office executive Terry McDonough and him saying that he didn't think that Michael Bidwell, the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, was long for uh, that, that, that responsibility in owning that franchise in Arizona. What were your thoughts when you heard what McDonough had to say? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yeah, I mean, this has taken us all by storm. The Cardinals have had a terrible, terrible, like, last six months. They've had to fire two of their coaches for inappropriate behavior. You had the report card come out in which they had an F on almost everything. They were 
poorly graded. I mean, now you've got uh, you, you, you're gonna have to trade Hopkins. You have to fire your coach and GM. The coach had five years five years. It was a five year deal. He's only one year in. Same thing with the GM. You have to make those changes. And now the heart and soul of your team, Buda Baker, doesn't want to play here. Like, like, isn't that a slap in the face? Like, man, things are going really, really poorly for Michael Bidwell and the Cardinals right now. They're gonna have a miserable season. They never spent any money in free agency. They let go of you know, Byron Murphy. They let go of Zach Allen. J.J. Watt retired. Kyler Murray's not going to be ready to play. They didn't go out and go get Jacoby Brissett to say, hey, we want to try to win some games. But the Buddha thing, Kenny, is incredible because this is this guy, this is the heart and soul of this team. He's a fan favorite. He doesn't want to be here. He wants to be traded. Even if you're not going to be good, you need guys like that around. Guys to show people how to prepare, how to get ready for a game, how to hold yourself accountable. You need a guy like that. And the fact that he wants out now – that's a really bad sign for Michael Bidwell. The McDonough thing, we'll see. The, the NFL is going to have to investigate it the way the NBA did with Robert Sarver. You know, we're talking about um, the mistreatment of people, a toxic work environment, mistreating people, minorities, women that were pregnant. You have to, I don't know if it's true or not, but you have to look into it if you're the NFL. You have to. Gambo, last one for me. So by draft night next week, do you expect Hopkins, Baker, and the third pick to be gone? What's your read on all of that? Got to trade Hopkins. I think they wanted a second. All the talk here is that they can't get that. It was shocking because he's still one of the best receivers in the league. Um, And he's got two years left on his deal. I think Hopkins gets traded. I think they'll take Will Anderson if they can't make a trade. But they'd love to trade down, get a bunch more picks. And, of course, you know the Cardinals organization doesn't spend the most amount of money. So if you could trade down, you'll save a lot, not pick in third. The difference between third and seventh, third and ninth, third and – 12th there's a big difference in money there so i think if they stay at three they take will anderson if he's there if they could trade down they will i think hopkins gets traded might be on draft day and then buddha i don't know i mean i don't know yet because if they decide hey we got a lot of bad pr going right now just pay him pay him and let's make him happy that's still a possibility we haven't ruled that out Canty, this has been a real pick-me-up for the city of Phoenix, for sure. Man, it is rough. <laughs> you need a winning game to tell us right now. The playing good. <laughs> Chris, the D-backs are playing good. First place in the West. All right, it's April, Gambo. I don't mean to be negative, but, geez, holy cow, you need a winning game, too. <laughs> uh, they'll get one. They'll get the win tonight. I'm sure they'll come out with a lot more energy, and Durant will be better. He wasn't special in game one. He needs to be special tonight. Appreciate it, John. Great stuff as usual. You're the man. All right, you got it, boys. Thanks. Take care. Gambo's the best. John Gambadoro, Arizona Sports 98.7, getting us some insight on the Cardinals and especially on Game 2 tonight for the Suns. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, up next. Canty has got your top five offensive linemen in the dash to the draft. You're going to want to hear this list next. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. And Canty and I and Mike Tannenbaum and Ian Fitzsimmons, we will be at the draft, hosting the draft on ESPN Radio, live from Kansas City, 27th, 28th, 29th. It is Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I enjoyed your little dance there to start. Yeah, I try to give you some entertainment. You do. Not only do I I make sure I keep the audience engaged, I got to keep my co-host engaged, too. Listen. You don't have to worry about me. I'm enjoying everything about spending time with you. 
Okay. That's all you need to know. You know, you know the part about spending time with you that I'm going to enjoy the most over the next couple of weeks. I do know. You, you do. What? What is it? <laughs> it's when the Grizzlies, uh, in your mind, get swept. You're damn right it is. <laughs> You're damn right it is. But the second, the second part that I'm going to enjoy the most about the next couple of weeks with you mm. is going out to Kansas City and being able to do the NFL draft. And with that in mind, yes, we have to get to. My top five offensive linemen in this year's draft. Because I didn't have a chance to rank them last week. Wasn't on the show. We got to do it this week. So we're going to check in with my top five offensive linemen with, when we're doing my series on the top five most important position groups in the National Football League in this year's draft. Okay, football fans. Let's get back to some football. This is the Dash for the Draft with Canty and Carlin. Here's Canty with the top five. Number five. All right, we're going to kick it off with the big fella from the University of Florida, offensive guard Osiris Torrance. Mm. Now, Carlin, this is one of your people. This is a big guy, <laughs> 6'5", 337 pounds. He's outstanding in both run blocking and pass protection. He can play the zone running scheme or the power scheme when it comes to gap blocking. He can do both of those really, really well. He's got good movement skills, and he's got the ability to be able to get get off the line of scrimmage and to the second level. You usually don't see big men have the ability to move that quickly. Another area where he thrives is the recognition of blitzes and the recognitions of D-line stunts and twists. It's hard to get young offensive linemen to be able to identify those things. This guy does it on the interior. Now, based on the latest mock draft, that Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay did together, they had this guy sliding to the 35th pick, second round Indianapolis Colts. That would be an absolute steal if the Colts could get Osiris Torrance there. Pair him with Quentin Nelson, you're talking about one of the best guard tandems in the entire National Football League. Number four. Number four, we're going to go to the Ohio State University. And, Carlin, you might know this guy, Paris Johnson Jr. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. Paris Johnson Jr. Really, really good football player. Doesn't necessarily have the functional strength that you're looking for, but when it comes to being a dancing bear and being able to slow down some of those edge rushers, this guy's got it. The footwork, the hand uses, the technician. He, he's really, really good. Those are all strong suits of his. He's a really good athlete despite being six six. He can get his pad level down when he needs to, and so he doesn't lose leverage. And he's consistent when it comes to every single pass set. I love that about him. Now, he's going to struggle when it comes to being able to set his anchor against those those bigger power rushers in the NFL. But you're hoping at 6'6", 313, there's more room to add weight and strength onto that frame. So Paris Johnson Jr. checking in at four on my list. Number three. Number three would be Peter Skoransky from Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Now, Skaronsky, a lot of people have him rated as a tackle. I actually don't. I think he's going to be more of a guard in the National Football League, even though he's 6'4", 313. He's taller than Rashawn Slater, who came out of Northwestern a couple of years ago. He's taller than Rashawn Slater, but I don't think he plays as big as Rashawn Slater does on the edge. I think he's better at guard. I love his ability to move. He's an elite-level athlete for the position. He's got good pass-blocking skills. 
I, I think he leaves a little bit to be desired when it comes to generating movement at the point of attack in the run game. But in a zone running scheme, I think this guy can really make it happen. The only other issue that I find with him is that he doesn't have the longest arms, and so he could struggle when facing bigger defensive linemen that have a really large wingspan. Their ability to be able to lock out and extend on him and shed could be a problem. He'll have to learn how to hand fight to navigate around that. But I do like the tape, a really clean tape for Peter Skronsky. Number two. Number two on my list, and I absolutely love this guy, Broderick Jones, an Mm. absolute mauler. If you were watching the scouting combine on the NFL Network, this guy ran a sub-540 at 320 pounds. (laughs) He's an absolute monster. I love his athleticism. I love everything he brings to the table in terms of his dominant traits. He's got a little bit of a nasty streak, which is what you're looking for from an offensive lineman. Uh, I, I think he's gives you everything you want in terms of being an elite-level tackle, but he also gives you more presence in the run game um, than most of the tackles in this draft class, and that's the thing that I love. He's really a two-way player when it comes to an offensive lineman in today's NFL. So I, I think there are still some things from a recognition standpoint and being able to make sure he maintains his blocks throughout the down and consistency when it comes to his pass sets. But the upside of the player is what you fall in love with, and you've seen it against elite-level talent in the SEC. Number one. Darnell Wright from the University of Tennessee. Mm. Carlin, this is an awfully, awfully big man. And, and Darnell Wright, I mean, he's he's a powerful blocker. He can play either tackle spot, so that means – Right tackle and left tackle. That kind of versatility is invaluable to today's NFL. He's got a huge anchor in terms of his ability to be able to sit down on bull rushers, and why shouldn't he? He's 6'5", 340 pounds. And the most impressive part is you're talking about a guy that ran a 5'1", 40-yard dash. Like, that's pretty good time for a man of that size. So he's got the athleticism. He can block guys down on the line of scrimmage. He can also work up to the second level. He's really, really good at that. The only thing that I would say is his suddenness or his quickness off the line of scrimmage, you might want to see an improvement in that area, but that's something that he can work on. But in terms of having all the tools and demonstrating that at an elite level, to me, Darnell Wright is the best tackle, best offensive lineman, in this year's draft. Handled Will Will Anderson uh, in that game against uh, Georgia Ooh, yeah. or uh, oh, Alabama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up. Him. I wasn't going to bring it up because Will was on the show, but I mean, <laughs> since you decided, okay, we'll, we'll take liberties. I'll just give you one real quick. I, I it's, not a, it's not an omission because I agree with all of your picks, but another guy to look out for right there at center, John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. That dude will be the best center in this draft, and he's going to be an all-pro. He will be an all-pro. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options. Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. At this time tomorrow, you will get Canty's top five pass rushers of the draft. Up next, Canty, what do we do? We like to make people money. Maybe not Jalen Hurts money, but we're going to make you money. Next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ian Carlin, the podcast. Swinging for the fences on tonight's play of the day. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. If you were with us earlier in the show, you heard us uh, perusing the lines for tonight's games. And we jumped right onto the Clippers and the Suns. This is a must win for the Suns. We are on the Clippers. It is plus 278 on the money line for the Clippers. They're seven and a half point underdogs. Canty, here we go. Clips, plus 278 money line. Kawhi Leonard, over 28 and a half. And you like the team total under 228, the, the total for the game. Under yes, I 228. Do. Yes, I do. Okay. I'm not going to object, but I'm not fully co-signing on it. But. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. How could you not co-sign on it? The Clippers aren't going to win in a shootout. If they're going to win, they're going to keep scoring down like they did in game one when the two teams combined for 225 points. Well, so, according wanna... to, so according to the game script that we're laying out, mm-hmm. based on the inevitable outcome that we're, we're, we're betting on, there's no way that it is going to go over the 228 and a half. Right. I just wanted to give myself some culpable and plausible deniability on the whole situation. You're a bad teammate. You're a bad to be teammate. able to blame you if it goes wrong by that. Give so anyway, the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Well, here's what they know. want. You know what they want? What's a that? three-leg parlay that's plus 1,200 to pay off. Ooh. Again, Listen, Clippers go- money line. Kawhi Leonard over 28.5. Total under 228. Your play of the day. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. 
Three and Out brought to you by Union Pacific. Get your career on track with Union Pacific Railroad. Apply at up.jobs slash sports. Canty, two things of note in the NBA. Number one, tonight, Josh Hart, who was initially listed as doubtful, is expected to play this evening for the Knicks. That is a major development against the Cavs. Giannis is doubtful officially for Game 2 tomorrow night. That means to me, if the Heat are actually going to make it a series, they have to win any game that Giannis is not going to play. Yeah, I mean, if the Heat are able to win game two, not only do you steal home court, but you get greedy. Talk about going down to Miami, you know, two games in the bank. You have to feel good about their chances of being able to make this a long series or being able to win the series outright. Now, I still have my doubts about whether or not they'll be able to pull off the upset. But, I mean, if you're the Miami Heat, you couldn't ask for a better situation. Canty, Jalen Hurts got his money. Clarence Hill of the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram says, Dak could be next with an extension. I know this is for cap purposes. I cannot stand it. Yeah, but the Dallas Cowboys have no choice, and we'll get more into it on tomorrow's show, but this is going to happen. This is an inevitability, and we knew that when Dak Prescott signed a four-year deal, the Cowboys were going to have to come knocking after three years and redo the deal. Well, here's what's also an inevitability, Canty. If they have Dak Prescott as their quarterback for the next three to four years, they're not going to do anything in the next three to four years. And it might be a little bit harsh. Might be a little bit harsh. But unfortunately, I believe it is a reality. We'll keep an eye on that. We'll have plenty on it tomorrow on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.